one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Nope. Houdini Souls. The Mass Effect. And the Red Ever Red Baron. Gross names, gross names, gross names. Yeah, what was that? Uh, listen, Paul said something about it earlier. I kind of actually like it, but I'm trying to find a way to actually make it work where I actually like it. Listen, it doesn't count. It has to go to a Twitter poll. Four people vote on it, three of them being us. Hey, we actually had a lot of interaction on that poll, you dick. <laughs> and that's one of the last polls we ever did. And that wasn't on Twitter. It was on Facebook, too, you son of a bitch. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> so, yeah. How's everybody doing? Good. And I got my eye on this pair of shoes. Yeah, you let me know. <laughs> you could pick them up yeah, for me. I'll be happy to drive down there at my own time. <laughs> He's so mad. I I know you left there mad at us, and I, I'm sure you yelled at Rebecca in the car on the ride home. I did not yell in, at her. In my defense, I didn't do anything about it. Like those sons of bitches. <laughs> so yeah, what's going on, everybody? Nothing. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hello, Solzus. Hi, Paul. Hello, Mass Effect. See, it's grown already. Come on, Kendall. It's a brand. Well, he already said hi to me. Yeah, but we didn't hear it. Hi, Paul. Hi, Kendall. (laughs) Hi, you other guys. You know, you're being real fucked today. Starting lineup, Mass? So, I'm drinking like an 18-year-old girl today. I'm uh, drinking... uh, Oh, that's normally how you drink. Uh, I'm drinking... Something I got at a bonfire on Saturday. Was uh, this after yoga? Yes. Uh, Onda Tequila Seltzer. It's a pre-made uh, tequila cocktail. And then I are, also got some white claws from that, so I'm going to drink those too. Are your ovaries showing? <laughs> Man, he beat, there, to away. he beat me to it. <laughs> hey, well, I beat you both to it, so fuck you both. Fuck so, you both, man. Souls. Uh, I'm drinking OJ, double IPA. Gonna ask you somewhere, but I've had it before. All right. Now, are you <laughs> drinking that while lying down in bed? I <laughs> am. Via straw? No. I got so you're just becoming Kendall? Some for me, some for the bed. <laughs> Mock? No, I get my head tilted up. I have. A softball Budweiser. beer, Budweiser. Going on You're so 15 original. weeks strong. <laughs> it's what was in the fridge. I didn't have time to stop. It's the only thing that's ever in the fridge. <laughs> it's a softball beer. Remember when we started the pandemic? It was nothing but sea hags for like what? seven weeks because he was he was <laughs> nursing he was nursing a six pack for like a year. <laughs> There's still a pretty good amount of sea hag in my garage. Real quick before I go, so then why aren't you drinking those? <laughs> Because I forgot about them till right now. 
Kyle, are you under a blanket right now? Yeah, dude. So like, you're, you're basically just a human hot pocket right now. <laughs> He's just going to bed. <laughs> I Wait, have from I I would assume the Souls Collection. I don't remember for sure. Uh, from Trogues, I have Double Blizzard. Definitely mine. You bitch. Found it in my fridge. I must have taken this home some time ago. It was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Where's Trogues from? Trogues Jeez. is obviously from... Stores. Is it Stores? No. It is from Hershey, Pennsylvania. That beer I lived there once. That beer is made with chocolate. I'm uh, in. I'm piggybacking off of last week's Variety 12-pack. I'm going to clean up shop on this. With the uh, the Goose Island uh, Beer Hug Variety Pack. So the uh, I'm drinking the Secret Beer Hug, number one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those... Those? I'll go first. Uh, I have a lot of them. Alright, I'll go first. Uh, now that the NHL season is wrapped, uh, mine is to the retirement of Ryan Getzlaff. Anaheim Ducks captain, longtime captain, uh, just solo guy, only played for the Ducks. Sad to see him go. It's pretty cool how they, they spelt his name out and gets laugh on the, the seats and stuff. That's cool. The towels and stuff. Yeah. I always like when teams do stuff like that. Is he a Hall of Famer or no? Yeah, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Anybody else? Yep, yeah, I'll go um, to uh, Giannis Antler Combo for his second uh, career playoff triple-double versus the Boston Celtics. You see him kick that guy in the nuts? <laughs> he caught this him pretty honest, good. Not Chris Ball. No, he he kicked this guy in the balls pretty I good. I know he did. The video is pretty funny. The a lot trainer, of ball going on a lot. <laughs> the trainer was like, "We got to check it out," and the guy's like, "Nah, it's cool." <laughs> oh, Kyle, I forgot to tell you. Uh, uh, Getzlaff's rookie season was the last installment of the Mighty Ducks. Oh. Oh five oh six. You should bring him back. <laughs> Just at his breath, it's a bad movie. <laughs> Not a bad movie. Mock like... movie. Anybody else? My toast is to silent. the New York Giants for not blowing it. So far. Actually, so far, you're right. There's time. But, but drafting, I mean, to kind of, you know, how I thought they would and what I wanted them to do. So I'm in. Did we just don't be two bus and PEDs? <laughs> Did we shut up, Mickey? Yeah, last week. Okay, I didn't know if that was this week or last week. We actually had him on the show, too. Oh, uh, yeah, how'd he do? He gave Kendall a hundred dollars. He was asking why that chair stinks, <laughs> but he said it, in uh, your, he said it in your native tongue. <laughs> so, I have a couple. Uh, first one goes to Peyton Manning and Ashley Manning for announcing the Demarius A. Thomas Scholarship Endowment at Georgia Tech. Uh, they're going to be giving back uh, a lot of money and are going to start scholarship for, I think it was like 10 players uh, or 10 students, whatever it was. Uh, and they hope to grow it. But 
Paint uh, doesn't have anything to do with Georgia Tech. It's literally just all about Marius Thomas. I thought that was a really cool gesture. Um, let's see. Not, not to interrupt you, Matt. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I just missed it, but did they ever like find out what happened, Tim? I, I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember like how he passed. I don't, I don't remember. Was was his the one where he like had like a seizure in the shower or something? Uh, Died from medical complications stemming from a 2019 vehicle crash. Positive was a seizure. But yes, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced seizure. Seizure. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, like it was very sad, like when it happened, mm-hmm. but it was like, kind of like. It, like nobody would have been like uh, people still would have been sad that he died, but like it wouldn't have been as sad if like he had died from the actual car crash. Because like, do you remember that car crash? No, he was going like ninety in a school zone, totaled his car, crashed into a tree. Oh, like during the day, Demarius Thomas. That's what that the 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 medical complications from that car crash or from when he he was going like ninety, like through a school zone during the day. Nice. It was like a 25, 30 mile an hour speed limit, and he was going like ninety. So it was a residential road, and he just fucking ripped up his car into a tree, a tree or a pole, something. That's the car accident that ended up causing problems for him, you know, like early retirement and all that stuff. And yeah, they did. They, I don't know how you do it because I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but they deduced that that's where like the seizures and stuff came from was from the accident. Hmm. Um, next one is to Clayton Kershaw. for recording the. Uh, you had time, Kyle. Dude, just go. I'm not like saying anything about it. You said dick. You uh, said something. I, no, I just called you a dick. <laughs> said, damn I'm it. dick here. I said, damn it. There you go. You said dick. <laughs> Red hot uh, dicks here. Fresh hot Kershaw, uh recorded the uh, all-time strike re- strikeout record for the Dodgers on Saturday? Friday? Saturday. It's your toast, man. Recorded his 2,697th regular season strikeout of his career. Uh, so yeah, toast to him. Pretty cool. You gonna toast? Uh, you gonna toast the new Cortland Finnegan? No. And uh, fact that I thought was interesting: uh, this year's draft was the first time in the common draft era that no running backs or tight ends were taken. In First round. Yeah, guy worked like a quarter motor oil once. <laughs> Put that on the news, but you won't. All right, that's all I got. All right, minus the Tennessee pitcher Ben Joyce. Man, it's been so funny if you just hit Kershaw again. <laughs> he hit 105.5 miles an hour on one of his pitches, and uh, he won the game. And it went for a home run. <laughs> He, uh, he, pretty fast. He ready Are you fast. guys excited for this guy to be a Met and just get hurt in like you know the third week of the season? Yeah, pretty much. Well, he's gonna be a Red first. Be pretty good. They're trying to make him a starter. Then he'll go to the Yankees. Then the Cubs. Back to the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> just a real ALNL bounce. Yeah. Well, you can have your beers now. Oh, thanks. I'll tell you what, for as long as we've done it, when a perfectly timed 
uh, well, a guy from work, Trick or Quarter Motorail, gets thrown in, will pretty much get me every single time. It's a good bit. That and the uh, every every pizza place. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know the every place pizza place bit. Watch it. It's very funny. You ever had a bad salad from like a mom and pop pizza place? Oh, I have seen this. Okay. I got these hot peppers, but you can't really eat them. <laughs> no Dump <problem>. them in. <laughs> Cut the tomatoes into quarters. You want to look like you have red teeth. <laughs> I got this carrot one long strip lengthwise. <laughs> no, put it in a lasagna tray. <laughs> Leave it on top of the pizza. <laughs> All right, so um, we you have... guys did pretty good. What? You guys did pretty good. What do you mean? With that whole segment. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the only part we missed was the 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 whole head to lettuce, even the hard to eat white part. <laughs> <laughs> you think, the, and then olives. Something about olives. olives yeah. Something about olives. I was a big olive guy. Olive Garden. <laughs> Olives are pretty good. Olives are terrible. <laughs> Olives are just atrocious. I like the brine in my booze. I'm a lush. I pretty much only eat black olives. For some reason, the green ones, I'm out. Well, because the green ones have a taste. The black ones, you, you, nobody eats them on their own. You just put them on stuff and they don't even know they're there. <laughs> if you put black olives on nachos, you don't taste the olives. <laughs> They're just on there. I used to just eat black olives. Huh? I used to just eat black olives. Ugh. Rebecca will put them like in her fingers, and I just, <laughs> I just want to like leave. Yeah, what do you make her do with those olive fingers? You know what's the worst is that they sell olives in like the same cups that they sell like peaches in. You know those cups oh, like you get a yeah. peach. In? They sell olives. Yeah. Of, it's terrible. Could you imagine just like your time for lunch, just whipping that bad boy up? Would you bring? Uh, I brought a yogurt, a <laughs> uh, ham and cheese sandwich, cup of olives. <laughs> Let me just shovel these bad boys in. But I put the olives in the dashboard, so you want to make sure they're nice and warm. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so to some people, a really major sports event happened this past weekend. The NFL draft. We had our uh, two times a year uh, yeah. phone call. Yeah. <laughs> our, 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 our biannual group FaceTime <laughs> that we can't, for some reason, ever figure out how to have all five on at the same time. This um, was the first year, though, in a while where I didn't make it through the whole round. Usually, it's just Kendall and I on FaceTime, not talking, watching it. <laughs> I you were digging into your chair pretty early, bud. I watched yeah. the first hour and a half, I think, because I was on FaceTime with you guys. Then I hung up, and then the only other thing I watched, I just I happened to be picking up a pizza and they had it on and like the bears were up in two picks. So I just, I sat and waited to see the pick. That was it. That's all I watched. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, put it back in the oven. <laughs> for me, for me, the draft is absolutely useless. I have zero interest in it. I do the mock draft because we, we do it as a group. I have no interest in doing my own. I have no interest in paying attention to the draft. Cause I don't know who any of these people are. 70% of them are going to be out of the league in five years. <laughs> Like of that thirty percent that's left, ten percent of them are going to be bad. The other ten percent are going to be whatever, and then ten percent will be good. For me, my biggest criticism, and I get it, and then I'll argue with someone about when they were drafted because I don't know, because <laughs> I don't care. 
Like, they have to make money. I get it. They have to have run the commercials in this. But it's so long, like, between so the dumb. picks. Re- be thankful it wasn't, like, back when, like, like Richard Dent played when it was, like, what, like 13 rounds? <laughs> well, I remember, weren't there, like, talks of it, like, weren't there talks of them doing, like, moving it from, because, what, it's on Thursday, right? Yeah. Wasn't there talks of them doing it Thursday night round one, Friday night round two, then, like, three and four on Saturday, and then five, six, and seven on Sunday? I remember hearing that at yes. one point. That would be so fucking obnoxious. Yeah. I'll be. I do. I. I mean. I like how the setup is now. I'm fine with the you know three day thing. I mean, like I. Th- I think that the way that they do it is fine. Like I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's ridiculously boring. Like the 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 they make the stupid draft clock doesn't make any sense because it's like oh hey you got ten minutes to pick a guy up oh, your picks in with six seconds to go we're gonna spend an additional seven minutes talking then we're gonna get to your pick twenty minutes after your time started so it's like like just. Let them fucking have as much time as they want then if you're going to do it that way. It's dumb. And then you get to the reverse end of it. You get to Saturday, and it's like, all right, real quick, we're going to go back to the Bengals pick 19 picks to go and talk about this guy. <laughs> Who's your best on the board? This guy. He was drafted already. Oh, shit. I don't know. It's just like I don't know any of these people. College, college means nothing. I mean, how many times do we hear it where it's like fucking like, Joe Schmo is drafted out of the University of Dickfuck. It's like, this guy broke the school record previously held by Christian Ponder. I'm like, ooh, and he was so good. Like, it all just means nothing. Being good in college means nothing. <laughs> it means something for them now because they can make money off of it, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It just doesn't, like, a, I don't, you don't know. You know, like Mox said, like, yeah. like, the Giants didn't blow it. And it's like, hopefully they didn't. But we don't know. You know, like the Bears picks. Like my ha- people, someone asked me at work today. Like, you happy with, with what the Bears did? I'd be like, uh, I'll let you. I'll, can I get back to you in twenty twenty four? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> dudes haven't even put on pads yet. But it happened. We could do our mini recap of it. Not like recap, like who was drafted where, but like thoughts, opinions, anything like that. I guess the major question we'll start with is: is that who is everybody happy with what their teams did? Yeah, yeah, for the I am. yeah. Well, Massey, your team. I mean, would you guys draft fucking like towel boys? <laughs> Hopefully, starting. Uh, you guys, uh, you drafted people that are going to be traded for first round picks that will be then dealt for another quarterback later. Let's be real. Yeah, you, I am who, curious about the succession. The like, guy that you drafted this past weekend is eventually what's going to be getting Patrick Mahomes in the L.A. Rams uniform. Ooh. <laughs> But it's going to be eight years from now, and you're going to get his wife with him. <laughs> and they pulled a fast one. It's for Jackson. Oh. No, no, you get Patrick, but Jackson's moving in with you. Oh. No, like you personally. Oh. <laughs> it's like a reality show spinoff. I was trying to think of some kind of pun for like my home and my home. It just didn't get there. My homes, me casa, me Massey. There you Good go. Enough. It's on Telemundo. Yeah. Or for Kyle, ABC. Ooh, what about Jackson off and Mahomes? What was that? Jackson off and Mahomes. That's a masturbation <laughs> joke for... Nah, I got you. I don't think it would make yeah. syndication. <laughs> it probably would not. <laughs> well, uh, it's streaming now. 
Oh, there we go. So, uh, Mark, do you have thoughts? Anything you'd like to share about the Giants picks? Anything you, you liked, you disliked, you're questionable about? Anything, um, whatever? Know, I, anything I to make this a radio show? <laughs> I was I got surprised nothing. that one of the picks wasn't traded down. I mean, I, I don't know if that's that the Giants just loved, you know, the guys they were getting or if no one wanted to move up. Because um, I thought for sure one of the two picks was going to get traded. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with the guys they drafted. Um, you know, even the, the receiver there, I forget the guy's name. He has a kind of a crazy name. Um, Wandale Robinson. Yeah. What? Wandale Robinson. Listen, yeah. Out of Western Kentucky. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know who he is, but I was kind of, you know, watching some of the highlights and stuff they were posting. Thinking, All right. You know, that looks fun. Yes. Um, records last year. So there's that. But, uh, I mean, overall, I, I think that the the new, you know, GM, coach, front office, you know, combo, I think they made the team better, or at least, you know, pers- prospectively better. Um, you know, of course, we got to wait and see. On paper, better. Well, it sounds like they, they addressed the things they needed to. Yeah, and, and really, I mean, you know, they, they got another, you know, supposed starting, you know, offensive lineman. So the, the offensive line should be better. Um, so, I mean, it, it's going to come down to Daniel Jones, and, and that's what they had to do. It, it, it's. Are you, you upset know. that they didn't draft one of the quarterbacks? No. Okay. No, I mean, when it got into, like, the, the third round, I was sitting there going, you know, maybe they would have taken somebody. But, I mean, I'm not mad that they didn't because it is what it is. They, they said they were going to commit to Jones for this year. So, if you draft one of these guys, I don't know, to me, you know, it just sets up, like, narratives that don't need to exist, really. That's fair. So, you know, it's interesting. So, it looks like the Giants had 10 picks throughout. I wonder, like, if there's any of these guys that just aren't going to get signed. Like, I feel like it has to happen if you had a lot of – picks in a draft, right? I mean, I feel like you can't sign everybody. Well, I mean, well, so pr- I'm, I'm pretty sure they had 11 picks and then signed like nine un- undrafted guys. Well, cuz I mean, the undrafted guys are, you know, they're going to be competing to make the team and stuff like that obviously. But I mean, like the people you draft, you can put on the practice squad. You don't have to cut them. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do have to cut them to get down to the practice squad, but yes, I get your point. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, they still belong to your organization. Teams can poach when you cut them. I know. Believe me, they poached a bunch of ours in the last couple of years. So uh, teams can take off of your practice squad? It, so to get them down to your practice squad, you have to cut that, or you have to waive them. They go on the waiver wire. If teams want them, they can claim them. If they don't claim them and they clear waivers, then you can put them on your practice squad. I don't think that's true. That's not how Madden does it. Madden but, just click but that, practice that's squad. Not the whole, that's not the whole, because you can, like, if a guy starts on the practice squad, then you can, like, send them back. You can protect guys on the practice squad. Like there, there's yes. different things that can. There happen. are some things you but can. You do. can, you can sign guys off other teams' practice squads. I mean, the the Giants did it with Jake Fromm last year. He was on the the Bills practice squad, and they were able to go out and sign him. I forgot that you guys got Jake Fromm last year. Oh yeah, he started a couple games. <laughs> oh yeah, because when Glennon went down. We were the Jake Fromm show, and it was bad. 
What hey, we got Tyrod Taylor now. Awesome. The medical staff will uh, cut off his foot before the game. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, the team doctor punctured his other lung. <laughs> Massey, are you happy with what the Rams did? I mean, yeah. I, I don't hate the fact that, you know, we added almost entirely to the secondary, but uh, we were super thin back there. I thought it was really funny that we traded back for Troy Hill. Uh, I, I can't hate everything that they did. I mean, I knew they were going to take a running back. They always take a running back. Um, I was surprised that we didn't grab a wide receiver somewhere because Sean has a fucking addiction to those. Uh, <laughs> Talking like he knows about it. It's always first name. It's always first name basis with Mass. I thought for sure he would be like, yeah, SV, man. <laughs> or SM. Like V better. Then, uh, SMB. Yeah, you do. I, get, oh, God, I'm sorry. No, you're all right. Uh, at the end of the day, I can't really be upset with anything that they did. I was a completely normal draft, except I thought we were going to take a wide receiver somewhere. I'm happy we didn't, but I thought we were going to. He would call him Mickey V's, right? <laughs> That's what he's in my phone as. You got a great <laughs> name in the seventh round, Russ Yeast. <laughs> Love that. Do you guys see the video of McVay laughing at Bill Belichick? <laughs> he didn't laugh at Belichick. He was he laughed because the pick that they had, uh, the guy that they took out of Western Chattanooga, they were looking to draft him when it got down to 104. And he's like, man, we fucking wasted our time looking at him. He got all that yeah. from Mickey <laughs> V's himself. made you scratch your head, but they'll work out. I make you scratch your head every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they draft players who turn out to like play just different positions entirely. And yep. <laughs> like we drafted this guy; he played offensive guard <laughs> in college. He's yeah. gonna be our kicker. Great safety in the future <laughs> for us. Kyle, very happy. I'm glad they didn't take Willis. Get the I'm pick, just pick it, pick it, Pickens combo. <laughs> hey, I, do you think Trubisky I, regrets signing with Pittsburgh? I would be no. if I was him. I don't think Pickett starts this year. Uh, it's already rumors that he's like the head out, guy. He, he, yeah. He's there's already he rumors that he's starter. like the favorite to start week one. Well, he didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Of course, he doesn't have to. But now you know there's no it's way that not, you guys are going to have a careful a no turnovers. I mean, you've got you've got two offensive guys that you drafted with pick in the name. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's not like you know. Pickett was like a third rounder that's just kind of waiting in the like they invested a first round pick at him like that's who they're anticipating as the future so I mean you know they don't owe anything to Trubisky no the Green Bay Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers and let him sit for three years and like how that turned out yeah because they had Brett Favre but you have Trubisky it's okay to let him play for the two year contract Trubisky is not Brett Favre (laughs) that is I, I see what you're saying, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, but who did they start last year? A broken down Brett Favre, who is probably just as good at this point. What? Are you gonna broken down Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, I did. That's, I got confused. I was like, <laughs> I'm reading something, and I. Just but again, took if, the if Pickett was on the roster last year and sat behind Ben, that makes more sense. I mean, they they just signed Trubisky and brought him in. You have. Two guys. Even if, yeah, even if Ben for a few years, but even if Ben sucks, 
it's you're sitting behind someone that has is going to the Hall of Fame and has won exactly. Super Bowls. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's right. like Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes was obviously better than Alex Smith, but it made sense for him to sit. But yeah, like I mean, but like if you you wouldn't draft, you know, if they drafted, if like the Giants drafted Pickett with like the fifth overall pick, like I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and just start him over Jones. <laughs> Matt Miller's NFL yes. comparison for Kenny Pickett is Kirk Cousins. Woof. And some of those are really <laughs> funny. I mean, I don't, it, I don't dislike you know Kirk Cousins, but, but like, you yeah. like him for all the wrong reasons. That's true. What was your view but on the it, draft? Uh sorry, Mike was gonna say something. Hold on. Go ahead, Mike. I, I was just gonna say we were talking about it in our group FaceTime when when they do those pro comparisons. Sometimes they're so funny. I'm like, oh yeah, this receiver's gonna go in the first round. Pro comparisons, Cecil Shorts. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> neat. <laughs> I don't yeah. want that. <laughs> this wide receiver went in the third round. Pro comparison, Jerry Rice. <laughs> So, no exaggeration, Kyle, basically, we had a conversation every other day about the draft for, I don't know, what would you say, Kyle, a month? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and All of them initiated by Kyle. I uh, say there's a lot of kind of going, uh-huh. No, we, we had good good convo. Um, for me... But I initiated it. He did. Um, I, I didn't want the Steelers to just pick a quarterback because they felt like they needed to pick a quarterback. Uh... There's a part of me that feels that they're like they got into the situation where they get in their own head and like, oh, remember when Dan Marino when they didn't pick him, he played at University of Pittsburgh. I, I feel like there is like a, a minuscule thing that happens when when you miss out on that and that may have played into this. I don't know. I don't hate it. I I feel like they they drafted players they they needed to. They got two receivers. Um, they they got their uh, they got their linebacker as they always do. And uh, Cameron Hayward's brother. Yeah, and then they drafted another quarterback in the seventh. So I I don't dislike two quarterbacks. Yeah, Chris Alatakan Kadan from South Dakota State. Dan Orlovsky. (laughs) How often does that happen? I wonder how often a a team drafts two quarterbacks in the same draft. I remember the the Redskins did it with RG three and Cousins. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably the smartest draft they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Those two guys. Cousins, the... Cousins was what, like a third rounder or something? Third or mm-hmm. fourth? But my favorite pick out of what they did with George Pickens. I didn't recall asking. <laughs> okay. But I do, I do. I like how we get to see everything in Kyle's house except his face. <laughs> Forehead, ceiling fan, headboard. Oh look, he's alive. <laughs> I do hope that uh he sits though. I hope Trubisky goes in, you know, does his thing. We see where the, the, the chips fall and you know, I I'd hate to see a situation where oh well, we drafted him, we gotta start him, you know, and, and even if they're Owen Owen four to start the year. You guys are gonna start him and trade Trubisky to the Seahawks. <laughs> and in return you're gonna get that, that's safety. <laughs> Jamal Adams. Yeah. Him. Could you imagine? Mitch already posted all those like, hey, we're happy to be here at Pittsburgh. And then he's like, all right, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Went from having a cheeseburger named after me to having a grilled cheese named after me. <laughs> um, Were there other, was there anything that happened in the draft that you guys like think is worth noteworthy, worth talking about? Uh, yeah. Brown getting traded. 
Hollywood Brown getting traded? Well, Hollywood Brown no longer is a surprise after the whole DeAndre Hopkins news. That makes total sense. Yes. And I mean, I, I mean, there was this, there was the speculations of AJ Brown being traded. I didn't I think he was... they were kind of talking about it, but I, I didn't think it would happen to be. To I just be didn't honest. think he was going to go to like the, Phil, the the Eagles. I thought he was going to go somewhere more high profile. It is funny that the Eagles said, hey, we're not going to draft a wide receiver. We're just going to fucking trade for one. <laughs> Worked for the Rams so far. So A.J. Brown's destiny is he's going to play way better than he has been and then get really hurt in the playoffs. <laughs> Anything else? I can say this, but uh, the Baltimore Ravens did a pretty good job. Baltimore Ravens always do a good job in the draft. I know, but like Kyle Hamilton fell, then they picked David Ojabo. Nobody lets the board fall to them the way the Ravens do. DaCosta and uh, Ozzie Newsome are two of the best GMs that have existed in the NFL in the past 30 years. And they continue to run circles around everybody else. I'm sure you guys have already seen it, but do you guys care to see what your teams got for grades on NFL.com? I actually uh, haven't I, seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so Massey. We'll start with Massey. Massey, you guys were given an A. Really? Yep. The Giants were given an A-. And the Steelers were given a B+. Plus. Or the Bears given. Bears were given an A-. minus. And the worst team on here was the Saints. B minus? C minus. The Cowboys had a pretty terrible draft. They gave the Cowboys a B. Saints got a C minus. Patriots got a C plus. Colts got a C. Seahawks got a C plus. Those are like all the C teams and everybody else was B's and, and a lot of A's, which, again, just very hilarious because... 70% of these guys aren't playing in three years. Yeah, you know, of course, it's all just based on, you know, what what you're getting. I, you know, of course, you can't predict the future. But, you know, you're, you're just grading what you know, they did you, with the information available. You know what would be a really fun thing real quick if we did? I just want to take a look at 2017 and just see what they graded everybody. Go real quick. Like the, the the full full draft for like a, a teams or yeah. like, well, just like their draft grades. Yeah. So Bills got an A. They drafted Tre'Davious White, Zay Jones, and Nathan Peterman in that draft. I can't I can't wait okay. to see what ours was because it's not going to be good. Dolphins got an A minus drafting Charles Harris, Raekwon McMillan, uh, Cordera. This was the Trubisky draft. Grisley. So, so can you just say our teams? Yeah, I don't give a shit about the other teams. <laughs> uh, Baltimore Ravens got a B. Uh, so that's Kyle's team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals got an A for the draft that they picked John Ross, which is funny. Anyway, Steelers. Steelers got an A, which was right because they drafted TJ Watt, Juju, Cam Sutton, James Conner, Josh Dobbs. That was a pretty good draft. Juju and Watt were so the those same guys year? are not on the team. Juju and Watt were the same draft? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I thought Juju was like a year older. Uh, let's see. Bears isn't going to be good. Well, I mean, it might be because of then, but like, looking back on it now, 
Got a... Giants got a B plus overall. That's the draft that they took. Evan Ingram, Dalvin Tom. And we lost Massey. Well, they had Evan Ingram and Dalvin Tomlinson. Did you actually lose me? Yes. You kind of went bang. Uh, Evan Ingram, Dalvin Tomlinson, Davis Webb, Wayne Gallman, Avery Moss, and Adam Bisnotway. Uh, let's see. We're big Wayne Gallman guys here. Hey, I like Wayne Gallman. Oh, listen, me too. When he left. NFC North, snap reaction, overall grade, C+. For the Bears. Yeah, that's Trubisky, Adam Shaheen, Tariq Cohen, <laughs> and Eddie Jackson. Yep. And then, All bad. I mean, <laughs> four straight duds. Brands drafted Gerald Everett, Cooper Cup, John Johnson, Josh Reynolds, Samson Ebukab, and nobody else that anybody cares about and got a B minus. That's fair. I mean, all those guys are still in the league and are starting for most teams. Yeah, but, I mean, Reynolds is whatever. <laughs> Cooper Cup was really good once he got a good quarterback. Which goes to show you, Cooper Cup needs a good good, good quarterback to be a good receiver. Yep. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, so that, that's just... He's, he's no Elijah Moore. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Does anybody else have anything else they want to talk about the draft at all? Um, no, I'm good. Talk about the side of the quarterbacks, and uh... Uh, I don't know anything about them to say. Well, that, that, like why that happened. So, if you want to weigh in, by all means, Kyle, take the reins well, on it. Desmond Ritter went in the second round to the Falcons. Was Pickens was Pickett the only first round quarterback? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was the first round quarterback, the only one. I thought somebody traded up at thirty two, but I was wrong. Well, I'll be right next time. <laughs> well, someone right. did trade up at thirty two. <laughs> not the quarterback. But uh, yeah, I would have predicted Willis to be the first quarterback taken, and he fell all the way to the third round to the Titans. I don't know if teams are just afraid to like take a gamble on him because he's a project, or he's just going to turn out to be like Vince Young. That's my other favorite thing about the draft. I like that a whole lot. That's my favorite term they use. What's that? A project. They're uh-huh. all projects. <laughs> Every single one of them is a project. I'm not shitting on new Kyle. I'm just saying it's my favorite term. No. They yep. use it ultimately. Oh, this guy got in the fifth round. I mean, he has a lot of potential, but he's going to be a project for the team, and it's like. Okay, I mean, aren't, aren't they all? Isn't that kind of the whole point of doing the draft? You get, like, guys that need to be kind of polished? <laughs> I mean, I don't like, know, just... Go ahead. They went from being, like, four for four quarterbacks to most of them falling on day two. Well, wasn't it known that this was not, like, a strong quarterback yeah. draft? Yeah, this was the weakest quarterback draft in, like, ten years. Well, I think like I think all kill it. I really think what they were looking at was like what it, I think the only way this quarterback situation because I remember hearing this or reading this, the only way the quarterback situation would have been like as hyped as like a normal quarterback draft like draft for the quarterbacks is 
would have been like the if the Panthers had gotten the thing, gotten things rolling at what seven yeah. day seven if they had drafted a quarterback at seven because they were a team that was looking like they were going to be taking a quarterback potentially if they took a quarterback at seven I think you see three go in the first round because mm-hmm. I think if, if if I mean I think if the Panthers picked one you would have seen two other two other teams pick one and then on the flip side I think you would have seen the Steelers not pick one unless Pickett was still there because I feel like like the, the Steelers are very good at like this is our guy if he's not there then. Moving on. Abandoned, <laughs> abandoned the ship on that position to go to a new position. Oh, that quarterback's not there? All right, what's the best linebacker available? <laughs> All right, third round. Hmm, what wide receiver do we think? Where's the next Cordell Stewart coming from? <laughs> Mr. Roman has a pretty funny name. Oz, yeah. hmm. Brock Purdy. Bears drafted a guy named... Uh, oh, I forget what his name is now. It It is funny when, like, these quarterbacks... You know, like... I'll use Riddler or Riddler the oh, uh, Trenton is Gill. Is that his name? Ritter. Ritter. I'm the Riddler. The example. I'm the Riddler. Um, <laughs> I'm know, the Riddler you now. Him, you see his stock drop from you know he was mocked to go in the first round, falls to the third, and then his first thing is like, I'm gonna win a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, but you know, what else is he supposed to say though? I, but I don't anything else. Anything. Well, I always I'm gonna make the team. <laughs> I, I do kind of agree, Black, when players, no matter who you are, and you could just come out, yeah, well, I'll see you guys in the Super Bowl. We'll be proud. He's like, all right, you know, hey, I love the enthusiasm, but, like, maybe yeah. say something more generic. You sound like an idiot, like, no matter you're what. You're going to be like, hanging out with Josh Rosen. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch 36 balls for 286 <laughs> yards and a touchdown this season. Listen, I'd get behind that. I'd be like, hey, that's an honest rookie. <laughs> I don't, it, it's just one of those that where I'm. Man, that quarterback room is rough. I'm Which just like way more. Um, I I don't even know like the word I want to use, but like when a player comes in, he's just like, "Listen, I want to go in, work hard, see what happens." I, I I'd rather hear that than. Well, yeah, I, like I'm, you just say I'm the like, winning title, right? Like I go, "Hey, guy, I'm I'm gonna give you my all and see if we can, you know." I don't know. Although I, just... I did like the guy. I forget his name. He was drafted by the Falcons maybe like four years ago, um, and he walked out with a picture of his. You know, deceased like grandmother, which is yelling, "We're going after the quarterback." I did like that a whole lot. Technically, doesn't play for. The yeah, team. no, that was Roddy yeah, White. That guy's lost. It was Roddy White. If it's Roddy the Falcons, White. it's Roddy White. <laughs> you know, kind but of... I do. I, he walked out with a giant painting, <laughs> which is like, "We're going after the quarterback." <laughs> I did like that. All right. So the draft talk is over. That's right. If you guys were interested, right. the next uh, year's mock, <laughs> the uh, ESPN uh, twenty twenty two NFL draft uh, draft cast is no longer running. So if you're trying to find it, not on. That's how I fell asleep, and I was watching that. I believe you. <laughs> right. Check that out. Twenty twenty three NFL mock draft. <laughs> You know the crazy thing is though that is that is going on. They're already so right here. They have this is what they they have: the Texans selecting Bryce Young at one, Falcons taking edge rusher Will Anderson at two, the Jets with Jalen Carter at three, the Lions taking quarterback C.J. Stroud at four. Stroud's play at four. They have Jacksonville taking. You're in advance, Matt. Settle down. This is next year. This is the next year's mock draft. Well, I mean, the Falcons and the Jets wouldn't take a quarterback, two or three. 
Zach Wilson just completely dies. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna give up on Zach Wilson yet, and I don't think the Falcons are gonna take a quarterback next year. I don't think the Jets pick that high next year. They have Jacksonville at five. This is more fun just for like where they have teams finishing. Um, Carolina yeah, always a bummer because I think the Giants draft well and they're like, oh, they're still gonna have the seventh fucking pick. <laughs> you guys do have the seventh pick in this mock draft. Yep. Seahawks at eight, Bears at nine, Commanders at ten, Steelers at eleven. Eagles at 12, but that's going to be New Orleans pick. Then the Eagles at 13. <laughs> so they have back-to-back <laughs> picks. Vikings, Patriots, Raiders, Dolphins, Titans, Cardinals, Colts, Ravens, Bengals, Texans, Cowboys. Uh, Se- Seattle's Denver pick. Chargers, Dolphins, the Lions picking for the Rams. Packers, Chiefs, Bucks, Bills. So they have the Bills beating the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Hmm. And they have Tampa Bay taking Devin Leary, quarterback. There you go. That's the that's the that's gonna be after Tom Brady's next retirement. But not his final one. Yeah. Alright, so we're gonna go we'll take a quick quick two minute break. Pee break pee break for Kendall, beer break for Paul, and um whatever break for the gentleman on the screens. And uh we'll be back. Two minutes. Two minutes. Home of getting sports with drunk on Monday nights. PBRN Radio. Home of the Peter Pino Show. Peter Pino Show. PPRN Radio. Damn, where are we? PPRN Radio. Always on, sometimes off. PPRNRadio.net. PPRNRadio.net. The most diverse playlist on the planet. 24 7, 365. Yes, your mama station. Bringing that heat. And now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN radio network. Welcome back to getting sports with drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and poops, all of them. Yeah. I can agree <laughs> with that. Poops, all of them. All right, um, <clears throat> so we're just going to. Finagle, talk some talk some stuff, do some randomness in a yeah. second. Second one. So we'll start with a little bit of Would You Rather Sports Edition, of course. Okay. Alright, so I'll start off with this one. Alright. Would you rather B. Alright. Massey's pick is in. <laughs> um hold on. I gotta look up something so I make sure it's not like an astronomically ridiculous stat. I am going to stay with my answer though. Okay. All right. Would you rather have as an MLB manager? Would you rather have a five-hole hitter that bats two fifty-two, hits thirty home runs, strike out strikes out about we'll call it. 35-ish percent of the time and walks three times with 90-ish RBI, somewhere in that ballpark. Or option B, which is what Massey's taking, would you rather have a five-hole hitter that bats for the season 198 with 10 home runs, 110 walks, and 62 RBIs. Hey. Yeah. 
I'm taking A as well. Um, I mean, there's a there is merit. Don't get me wrong. To like, we'll call it the the Billy Bean method of get on base any way possible, and, and results come. But I think going off of the raw stats, I'd go A. Okay, I would go B personally. What was that, Kyle? You sounded super analytical. Uh, I did. Uh, actually, I if I have a writing credit on Moneyball. Um, I'm getting paid two dollars uh, every year. I'm gonna call bullshit on that because you can't even finish your own damn script. Massey, that was uncalled for. I have more <laughs> scripts going than you know. You have enchiladas left from last week. That is true. I have no enchiladas left. Yeah, so take that. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure um, who who I should be mad at after that exchange. Well, I'm a little upset I didn't get a laugh out of you for not <laughs> scripts, but it was it was uh, it was kind of like a mutual. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like any of it. Touche. <laughs> Does anybody else have a would you rather than want to come up with on the fly? All right, I'll come up with one. All right, would you rather have as an NFL head coach? Would you rather have a running back who averages five point two yards per carry, rushes for nine hundred and fifty ish yards on the season with? 12 rushing touchdowns and then we'll call it like 300 receiving yards two receiving touchdowns or a running back who averages three yards per carry rushes for 680 yards receives or uh, yeah receives for 590 yards and has we'll call it 15 total touchdowns. A. A. How are they in B. pass protection? What? How are they in pass protection? The same. A. I don't know. I was kind of thinking B. The the stat that kind of jumped out was the 5.2 per carry. I mean, that's that's a lot. When you give it to him, he's going to get it. But obviously, he's not getting it all the time because he's only rushing for nine. If he's only rushing for, if he's not rushing for a thousand yards on five point two per carry, yeah, I mean, all, all the stuff's happening, right? It means you're you're not running a lot. So it's like it's 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 useful, but it's limited use. Make yeah. sense? That's why I wanted the yeah. yeah. I think I'm taking B. I mean, I think the fifteen total touchdowns is is the standout for me. You know, a lot of scores. They both had 15 touchdowns. No, it was 15 to 13, or 15 to 14. I'm still taking A, uh, especially with my team, as they're going to pass first and ask you to pass protect, but on occasion you get some good down and distance, but that's about it. Well, I think the problem is you're misunderstanding this. You have to assume that you're the New Jersey Generals of the USFL in this scenario. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to look at this. Not what I was told, so... Well, I also didn't say that you were the the coach of your NFL team. I just said you're the coach of an NFL team. This is true. So that NFL team is Jacksonville. <laughs> All right. Still a. 
Would you rather have a linebacker that accumulates 18 tackles for loss, six sacks, three pass deflections, four forced fumbles, no interceptions, 98 tackles versus a linebacker that has one pass deflection, no interceptions, six forced fumbles, 13 sacks, um, 10 tackles for loss, 41 total tackles. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are you making these stats up on the flyer, or are you looking at players from last No, I'm just year? making them up. Okay. But I'm sure you'll find a player with those stats. No, I was just curious. I expect the phone call tomorrow at some point. Okay. I may not be able to do tomorrow. Can I do Wednesday? No. Good enough. Best part I'll do on the fly is don't ask me to repeat the stats. I think I'd go player A. Okay. Reason? Uh, I just feel as though it was it was more like like turnover forward. Okay. I don't know. So you you lose out on some of the like the traditional tackle stats, but you know. Well, whatever. player B had more more forced fumbles. Player B had more. Oh. Six forced fumbles to four. I got those flipped. They both but had I, no points. They both had no picks. I mean. All right. Well, I still stand by A. I think, again, I take A that, yes, he had less turnovers. I mean, but they were close enough to where, I mean, there was like a difference of 50 tackles. So it's just like 50 more plays that that player had an impact on. Right, but it was also six versus 14 sacks. That's where I tried. That's where I tried to like make up the difference in like tackle. You know what I mean? Like so, right. I guess it's more like it's more like a value thing. Would you rather have? I mean, these are not these guys because their stats would be like different. But like, <coughs> would you rather have player A who's more like a Ray Lewis versus player B who's more like a Terrell Suggs? Would you rather have a linebacker that's like a more tra- traditional sit back and coverage, go you know stop the run, or a, a linebacker that's going to go after the quarterback mm-hmm. and you know blow up run plays in the backfield versus like stuff gaps? So I I think I lean more in the the gap stuff, just because that that's just more, like that that's what I I want out of a linebacker where, you know the the front four is forgetting the quarterback I guess and to me, you know if, if a linebacker gets a sack cool, but to me that's not really their their primary objective. Kyle, you chiming in in the second hour at all or? Yeah, dude, I'm just sitting here listening. Well, you haven't said anything yet. I did. I said B a few times, and nobody's listened. I didn't hear you. Your voice is unrecognizable. Sorry, that's not the right well, word. That was not the right word. Unmistakable. It's okay. Unnotable. No, that would also be mean. I have a preference question, not just like about going to an event. Okay. Um, would you rather? pay less and you know you will have what the ideal like football seating would be what like we'll call it 10 rows up at the 50 like when whenever someone talks about it like, like oh this is the best seat to go 
Um, at, so let's see. I never understood that. By the I, way, yeah, I, it's just why why people, why you'd want to. I, I mean, I would want to sit like in the second deck at the fifty yard line. If I'm sitting that low, like you're going to be obstructed looking end zone to end zone. Yeah, I don't. There's going to be people standing up and stuff. I've always heard that, and I never really knew why. Just said, ten rows up, fifty yard line. That doesn't make any sense there. to me. Um, but let's say you, you pay. Uh, you got a very reasonable deal for for that at at the Super Bowl. Your team's not at you. Just, you're just a putrible fan. You're going to see whatever the whatever team is playing in the Super Bowl, or you pay X amount more money, but you have standing seats at multiple home games, at like on the, the field. At, well, no, at, at, yeah, like at the standing seat at the like World Series, so you can kind of move around wherever wherever you oh. go. Oh, uh, that one is it. Also, not my team. Also, not your team. So you, the Super Bowl one, because if I'm going to a game that my team's not playing in, I'm at least sitting. So, like, like, presumably, like, for us, it would be, like, we'll call Red Sox, Yankees, Mets, maybe Philadelphia for for drive purposes. Those would be... Like, well, let's, we let's, just, any, let's exit all out together, you know, because there's biases and stuff towards that. So, let's uh, just say it's just an Orioles World Series. Deal. Big bear. I might pick the baseball one, though, because Camden, Camden, Camden Yard is a nice park. It is. It's a very nice park. Especially, I'm very curious to see it now that they dropped the left field wall back. But I think I would go baseball too, because you know I've always kind of thought about doing standing tickets. I've I've never really you know we've never explored that option. And I don't know what really that entails, but I feel like you have more kind of freedom in a way. Like, you think concessions at like postseason games are way less, like way down, yeah. or do you think they're higher or about the same? They're, I think they're higher. I think they're less. I think, I think they're less because, like, if I'm going, if I'm going to like the ALCS game five, I'm not getting up. <laughs> like whatever I get before I sit down is, I'm not getting up. Those guys, I'm not missing a thing. Those guys walk around; they better be working. But it's not even that. It's just, like I'm not even going to get stuff from them. Like I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm at a postseason game where everything that happens matters. You know, the, we make the joke all the time. Baseball season doesn't start till August, and you know, there's not there's truth to it, and there's not truth to it. But like, you know, you go to like a, like a a game in June. It's like you know, you miss an inning because you're waiting in line to go get cheese fries. Like whatever, I, I'm not gonna I'm not missing. You know, we'd be like, oh, you can watch it on the TVs while you're waiting in line. Like, yeah, I could also just watch it on TV at home. <laughs> and I could pause it to go make cheese fries, and then come back and not miss anything. Like, I don't know for a postseason game, regardless of sport, I'm not getting up for my seat. I'll get stuff before I sit down, but once I sit down, that's it. I agree. So I feel like you would pay. I feel like I feel like concessions. Because the other thing too is, like, you think they? I mean, do you think they they, they pay like, charge more for concessions? I feel like they, if they do, it can't be much. Like if they charge six dollars for a hot dog, it can't. You know, I can't. I can't see them charging twelve for a hot dog now. Yeah, I mean, it, it may be like the extreme example, but I remember they always talk about at the Super Bowl, like the concessions are out of control. You know, like one beer is like eighteen dollars. Like they, and maybe that's just like the outlier that it's the Super Bowl versus. Well, it's the only sport where it's just one game. Guys. I don't know. I just I, I I don't I think I think a lot of people would share the same idea of like like I'm not gonna go get up to get a beer and miss a third of the quarter or you know miss miss half the period or or miss an inning of baseball or whatever you know what I mean like especially because chances are you paid a lot of money for those seats yeah I agree. well beer makes sense for me because 
Who's going to get up? Uh, one more time uh, from each of you individually. Mock first. So I, I look at it where, like, I don't know if you guys know, like a few years ago, the Falcons kind of started the thing where I don't think they have a concession that's over $5. So like beers are 5 bucks and everything, you know, hot dogs are like $2, whatever. And to me, like, it just makes more sense where I think you'll get more people buying shit if they're cheaper. I mean, we've all been to games. They, they murder you on prices. It's fucking horrible. Uh, and and just to go to a regular game, I mean, you're you're paying a hundred bucks to get in the door, you know, and, and you're not getting anything for that. Tell you what, they make hot dogs two dollars if you go and get at least six of them. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with the mindset, and especially for myself, like, oh, a beer is five dollars. Yeah, I'll I'll get X amount of those, no problem, because it's just the type of person I am. But I mean. And not to like read too much into this, does that make a difference? Like, because like we're talking about, you know, the the, the cost, you know, of not cost of living. I'm not saying the right thing, but like just the economically being different there versus here. I I, I mean, I don't. Know, does that play into it at all? You think? I don't know. Uh, what do you What do you mean? I just mean that like all right. Let's say that you know. We'll use Madison Square Garden as an example. Everything there yeah. just seems to be terribly expensive just because it's MSG versus where the Falcons play in Atlanta. It just – I don't know. It's just – No, you see that. I mean, so, like, for example – I mean, I, I can give, like, a for example. Um, when you go to Chicago, if you go – if you just go get, a, like, a hot dog, a fry, and a beer, mm-hmm. you're going to pay probably – I would I would ballpark – I mean, today it's a little different because, I mean, I haven't been in a while, but you would probably play, pay – Fifteen to sixteen dollars more at Wrigley than you would at the White Sox game, hmm. because it's the name. It's Wrigley. It's the same type of deal. It's, it's like you know. It's like you pay. You know, ever since like the nineties, you pay. You paid more for concessions at the United Center because it was like a name because of like the nineties Bulls that became mm-hmm. a, a mainstay stadium in sports. And then it was kind of irrelevant again. And then the Blackhawks made it relevant again. Mm-hmm. But like Wrigley Field, you'll pay more for concessions at Wrigley than you will. At at um at a White Sox game, for sure. Hmm. And I, you probably pay more. I I bet you you'd pay more. You'll pay more at Yankee Stadium than you will at City Field. It might it won't be that big of a gap difference because it's still New York, but I bet you pay. I bet you you would pay more for a, a hot dog, fry, and beer at a Yankee game than you would at a Mets game. Orioles should be like ten bucks. My thought, my thought process behind it for for baseball is, baseball prices shouldn't be that expensive because they get eighty fucking one home games a year. Like football, you you get at at most now nine minimum eight. It's a lot less because I mean it's like concessions like are different for a sporting event. They're like you know like when you know AT and T Stadium in Dallas decides that they're going to host a Beyonce concert. It's like you're not having the same concession rollout. As you would, I mean, like you'll get, you'll sell your drinks and stuff. But once the concert starts, you're not leaving. Right, right. You know, and the concert's an hour and a half long. Like once it starts, you're stuck there. Right. Like you're you're doing your thing. Versus like football, it's like, oh, you know, I'll uh, I'll get up and while the other team's on offense, I'll go. I just want to watch the, you know, because some people are like that. Like, you know, like my dad's like that at baseball games. My dad will go up and get food while the White Sox are playing defense. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to miss the batting. 
You know, like that's he doesn't want to miss the plate appearances, but whatever. Like the pitching, I'll go up and get snacks. <laughs> that is funny. Imagine seeing a headline, you know, sausage and peppers are slanging at Beyonce concert. You know like, <laughs> but it's just like like so I for football games I get concessions being more outrageously priced because it's a bigger stadium that hosts less events. Even though they're bigger events, they host less events. Mm-hmm. And like but like baseball games, like they get eighty one games pretty consistently from April through through the end of September. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I could be wrong. It's just perception. It seems like baseball tends to have a lot more things available. And I mean, like, I, I, I don't ever recall seeing, like, people going around with cotton candy to a football game. I, I could be wrong. Um, like, I don't recall ever seeing, like, the, the peanuts and Cracker Jacks going around at a football game. Well, no, but that's a uh, baseball thing. Right. And I just, I don't know if, if this, there's just more things in general. Well, I think the thing, too, is, is that you see more convenient food at baseball games. There's more convenience food. There's more, like, I don't want to say, like, fork and knife type foods. But, like, you know, like you go but like you go to a Steelers game and, like, you get, push, like, Primatini Brothers or something like that. You know, like, or, like, the, like, like if you go to, like, I mean, I have never, I've never been to one. But I would imagine if you went to Lincoln Financial Field for an Eagles game, I would imagine the steak and cheeses there are probably bigger and more messy than they are at like the Phillies games because it's more of like a, I'm going to get my food and then I'm going to go sit down and I'm not going to come back out to get it. So it's going to be more expensive, but you're probably going to get a little bit more. It's going to have more cheese whiz. It's going to have more onions, more peppers, blah, blah, blah. Whereas like you go to like a baseball game, it's more of like a convenience factor. Like everything at a baseball game is desired. It's meant to be from a convenience. I mean, look at it from just the standpoint of like, hey, you get your ice cream in a fucking mini helmet. I was just going to say that. Get your ice cream in a stupid mini helmet <laughs> that you're going to take home and have 90 of. <laughs> That's probably like the most genius gimmick baseball games has ever done. Serving shit in mini helmets. Yeah. You can get loaded waffle fries at the, the White Sox game in a mini helmet. Yeah, I'm super into that. Yeah, well, you haven't gotten it, so you're not that into it. Well, the idea of it. Is that a point, you know? The so, idea of it. I rescinded. You know what Kyle's not into? Mini mozzarella sticks. He talks a big game, but he never gets them. <laughs> Always get them. Every never time. <laughs> every time he's a friendly, that one time every six years. Big fan. Big lies. Suck it, Mock. Friendly's isn't that bad. It's, it's, it's a good it's, argument for it. They got a decent menu. I like friendlies. I like friendlies. I mean, I get like, there's like three things I've get, gotten from there, but like the super, super chicken barbecue meal, I like that a lot. It's, good. it's a good sandwich. Yep. It's a good sandwich. Forgans won there, bud. Hell, your food takes don't mean anything. Yeah, but Mock doesn't uh, like most things that we like. True. He's the hippie of the group. <laughs> well, that's... It is true. That's what I mean. That's what hippies are. They they hate things. Craig Robinson said it in the... Uh, and Emma Watson said it, and this is the end. You hate things that are genuinely loved. Yeah. Our, our group genuinely loves something. <laughs> You're the one that comes in and be like, fucking hate it. Ma- Massey, what's your stance on Arby's? Um, middling. Yeah, see, the hippie doesn't like it. Arby's is trash. Hippie mock. Not, though. No more machine washable, just hippie mock. <laughs> I'm dropping the machine washable for you. Change, it, change it to Manson mock. Manson. Are you guys. Hell, your food takes are terrible. I'm just a simple eater, man. Are you guys uh, crab fry fans? Crab fry fans? They're all right. You know, the first half of the fucking gallon bucket they give you. You don't have to get the gallon bucket. I never understood why they're called crab fries. 
just old base using only yeah. Yeah, I know that's why that I know that, but like like but like why call him crab? It price? makes no sense. I agree. This is usually put old bay on crab. You put old bay on almost all fucking like seafood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have no I'm answer. I'm not there for fucking an hour and a half though. That's the most I'm ridiculous line I've ever seen at any concession anywhere. Is the fucking Chicky Pete's line at fucking Phillies games? <laughs> what? The Chicky Pete's line at Phillies games for the crab fries. It, the, the, when we went to, just a few weeks ago, the line was all the way down, uh, wrapping around the outfield. It's in center field is where Chicky Pete's is. It was all the way down right field, go, cir- like tying towards the third base line. <laughs> I'm not fucking waiting for fries. There's no f- for fucking French fries. No thanks. Big fan of that restaurant though. What, Chicky Pete's? No, the one in the uh, casino. Yeah, because that had the context we were looking for. I don't count. You just said, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the Chicky Pete's line. I love that restaurant, <laughs> though. <laughs> All right. Campos is better than Tony Luke's. They're both bad. Yeah, they're both garbage. The place we no, went no, in no, Philadelphia we was day. good. The place we went in Philadelphia was good. That was good. Pat's? Pat's was good. Did we go to... You know, the funny thing about Pat's is uh, as soon as we hit Connecticut on the way home the last time was when Larry went, oh, man, I forgot about Pat's. <laughs> so that was cool. App sampler, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> I employed my bad friend tactics on that trip. It was yep. so funny. I try to be a good friend most of the year so that I can save up bad, bad friend points. I mean... We had gotten to the car. Here's the thing. Larry wouldn't have gone, so it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jeff had shut the door. He's like, so we're going to Sheets, right? I was like, no. And he goes, how far is it? I was like, about an hour and 15 minutes north. I was like, what if I fill your tank up there? I'm like, all right. <laughs> I would have switched cars. But it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. But I, I would have done it. You would have had to get a ride home from Kendall's house. That's fine. That's why I would have left you. I rode with Jeff. No, Jeff rode with me. <laughs> so you would have had to stay. You would have had to ask Rebecca to bring you home. Well, I could have gotten a ride home from your house. No, no, no. You would have had to go with Kendall. That would have been the, that would have been the trade-off. <laughs> you go to Sheets, but you got to get home from Milford. And I was sad to see them go, but I just had a few short minutes to find some LP. You know. What? Well, I mean, you guys ran into LP at the casino. Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> Man, you, that was like that was the most Kyle intro to something I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I know. It was, uh, it was a reach. It was bad. It was, it was re- bad. It was bad. Hey, uh, actually, Kyle, I don't think I told you this yet, but guess what Sheets has now? I don't want to hear it. They have their own line of dip. Do they? Yeah, they have their own line of uh, pooches and long cut. Did you get it? I did. It's probably yeah. just grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a sticker on there. <laughs> Perfect. They also have a C- they also have their own CBD line called Canadibs or Canadips. Very funny. <laughs> they look like dip pouches, but they're cannabis or CBD. Massey, you're awfully quiet. Say something. Uh, something. Bring up a topic. Let's talk about it. Hey, so do you guys think that if a NFL player goes undrafted, they should be able to return to college for another year? No. How come? Because you declared for the draft. Declaring for the draft waives your eligible rights to come back as a college athlete. Mm. 
So then it just defeats the whole purpose. Then everybody would declare for the draft every year. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't affect, like, it's the only sport, though, that it affects anything. Other, Well, I'm sorry, it's not the only sport. What do you mean? But, like, in, in baseball, you can be drafted and still play college. That's because baseball, you don't declare for the draft. Like they do well, that's that, what I mean. So like, but they do it in the NBA, they do it in the NBA. If you declare for the draft, and if you if you play one year in the college basketball and declare for the draft, and you don't get drafted, you can't go back to college and play basketball again. No, I I understand that, but I, I I'm asking like, why? Why do you have to declare? I don't know. It, it's the rule, man. It's the way they do it. But imagine you get like a letter in the mail, like, "Hey, you might win the lottery," and then you go into work the next day and crap on your boss's desk, and then like, "Screw you guys, I I'm gonna win the lottery." And then the, the you don't win, and then it's like, well, I I did X Y and Z. I it's, I feel like you can't be re- rewarded for. I mean, if we if we want to do a show one time and dive into the depths of what declaring for the draft like means and all that stuff into it, I'm all for that. But as far as it goes, like the the, the you know the, 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 the way the rule is, it's like you can't have your fucking cake and eat it too. <laughs> that was my topic. Well, because, I mean, the other thing, too, is that you think about it. When does college football season end? Like, January. If yeah. you, like, play in the bowl game, January. All right, so, so figure early January to end of April, most of college football's scouting for next year is already done. So you declare for the draft, don't get drafted, and then go, ah, I'm going to come back, and then now you have to be, you're going to hold, like, you're gonna hold like proposals, like your quarterback. You're, you're a junior, and you go, "I'm a quarterback for Alabama. I'm gonna declare for the draft, or whatever." And like for some reason, let's just say you don't get drafted. Like so, now Alabama has to be like, "All right, we're gonna sit on our hands and see if he gets drafted or not, or try to go get a top prospect quarterback." And then they end up like being, you know what I mean? Like it's. I think that's a big part of it too. It's like the 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 thing keeps business keeps moving. Regardless right. of what's happening, and if you're good enough, you know we, success is arbitrary in sports. So let's say you don't get drafted, there are other opportunities. We've seen it. There's there's a million different football leagues now. Maybe you go and you get you sign on one of those. You get look noticed. At, look at three years ago. Three years ago, the starting wide receiver duo for Minnesota Vikings was a fifth round pick and an undrafted guy. Yeah. And both of them were pretty good. Yeah, so you never know. I mean, it's if you don't get drafted, it's not a death sentence for your career. It's just you know. No. I mean, I mean, we we see where, I mean, college baseball teams make it work. If a guy gets drafted, he could leave right then. I, I don't see why 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 make a draft like, have to be alive if you're allowed to pick players that aren't coming out for another couple of years. Say that again. The draft would have to be a lot longer if you're going to be able to take players that aren't coming. I say that's the other thing too with baseball is like like the other thing too with football is there's not one person you're nobody that was drafted from football isn't expected to have some sort of immediate impact for their team. Even if you're a seventh round pick, you're even if it even if your job is to be you're the backup cornerback, like that's still an immediate impact. Like I'm the guy in case someone goes down. I'm the guy. Baseball. Nobody that's drafted is expected to make an immediate impact for their team. Same thing with college or with uh, the hockey draft. Very few people that are drafted out of the NHL draft are expected to come in and immediately be, you know, fucking 25 goal scorers or accumulate 60 assists in a season. That's. Or 
like that's that's not like their thing. Basketball and football, it's like if you're drafted, you're coming in and you're playing, or you're cut, and that's it. Or it's, figure this: so imagine you draft, let's say last year you drafted Spencer Rattler, who's not going to be out for two more years. Do you get say whether he plays in college? Because if you took him number one overall and he shreds his knee, well, there goes your number one overall pick. I just don't think it would ever it would never work for football like that. It, they would lose every they would Which lose fine. They would lose it, all the interest that they've already that they've built up in the draft if you're drafting guys that can't play. Which I, I do agree. But I'm just I, I do think that it's tough the for those like fringe guys that you, if you have to give up your college eligibility, I, I think that that's kind of tough. That that's the thing too. I specified specifically undrafted I, players. I don't think it's tough because you have to play a minimum of three years in college. You can't come out as a sophomore. So you're, you're sure? I thought you can't come out as a freshman. I'm pretty sure you have to play. I'm pretty sure you have to play three years, don't you? Yeah, college football. College football is yeah. three years. Yeah, junior year you can come. You out can come out after your junior. So you're missing a year. And we've already established none of these guys care about their education. They're there to play to make it to the big league. So it's like, especially the ones in Alabama. So, yeah. so it's like you're missing out on a, on a year, and so it's it's. I, I personally don't have a problem with it. It's the gamble, taking the gamble on yourself. If you think you're good enough, go for it. But don't expect us to hold your place for you. While you're out trying to find something better than us, we're supposed to sit back and twiddle our thumbs in case it doesn't work for you. Right. I think that's really what it boils down to. Because, like we said, this the college football season ends in January. I don't know what the date would be for declaring for the NFL draft, but I, I'd imagine it's got to be sometime February. It's got to be shortly thereafter because teams are doing all their homework. you got to do free agency and stuff. So. Right. Like I said, you're you're a college football program, especially a lucrative college football program. Anybody in the like the SEC or something like that, and you got to sit here and be like, all right, well, we can't fill, we we can't go offer any, we can't go make any offer sheets, or should we make an offer sheet to this co- prospect corner because we're not sure if these two guys are going to come back or not because if they're not drafted, right. like that's what I think it might even be earlier than that. The thing too like- is, if you're not drafted, you know, there's a reason. Right. <laughs> One thing I don't, and I don't know for sure. I don't know if there. I think is, they do declare before the season's over, Kyle. I think you're actually right. I think they declare before the season's over. I think it's before even bowl games. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I think it's in like de- early December. I don't think there's a roster limit to a college sports program. To my to my knowledge, I don't, especially football. I don't know. So imagine like you're uh, a freshman, and you know these players are going off. They declare for the draft. And then, hey, I, I'm projected next season. I'm going to be a starter. I'll be a starting sophomore, wide receiver, blah blah blah. These guys end up don't they don't get drafted. They come back. They knock me back out of the starting. I mean, I, that's not fair. You know, what I mean, I, I could be just as good, but because of the quote seniority and performance, college football division one college football teams can't have more than 105 players on their roster. 105. So there is a limit, but it's it's significant. The 105. I mean, look well, at red shirt players and all that. Well, that's the, that's the thing is like transfers and stuff like that and all that crap. Yeah, um, it's you know, it's, it's different. It's not like the NFL where it's like you know, like hey, I'm moving from Florida to to Houston. It's like okay, well, you can't play for a year. I don't know. I I don't. I don't have a problem with it because it's you're, you're putting your your chips in it, and like I said, you're, it's it's not like your chances are. This would be my assumption on it. 
if you declare yourself as a junior for the draft and you go undrafted, now there will be there would be circumstances, there would be situations, but the majority of these players, how much are they going to do in the seat in that one extra year that's going to make them turn a lot of heads in the NFL? Again, it would happen, of course it would, because anything can happen. But the majority of them would end up going undrafted again. Yeah. I, I guess I'm also looking at it on the side of like not even for them to have another year to try and make it to the NFL. It's just let them go back to like finish out their scholarship. Yeah. As long I mean, as they still play. Yeah. Still, I mean, still play college football. That's fine. I'm not saying like to give them, I mean, of what? course it would turn into another shot, I guess, to get dropped. Or, or, I mean, that could even be the thing where, you know, you declare and. Like you can't declare again. I don't know. Well, then, then but, no. I mean, yeah, but then you would nobody would come back for their senior. I mean, yeah, I know. Think about it. You declare for your junior year, you don't get drafted. Okay, you can come back and play for Alabama, but you can't get drafted. Like, all right. Well, I'll just try to take my chances now yeah. <laughs> instead of risking getting hurt playing college football. And like those people that get undrafted, they can sign wherever they want. So like, see if you're a receiver. You know, a team doesn't have a good receiver. Well, it's core. like the Clemson guy, the guy from Clemson, the one that everyone was shocked didn't get drafted. Yeah, and, and so he, he didn't a, get drafted, he and he goes, oh, I'll go to the Chiefs. <laughs> he had a medical reason why he didn't get drafted. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, he didn't get but, drafted, but, like, and then he got and he ended up going to the Chiefs. He could have gone to, you know, 28 teams that have no shot at winning the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> and instead, he's going to, he's gonna, he landed on the Chiefs. Like, like, he's good enough to make the Eagles roster. He's good enough to start for the Eagles at some point. Sure. <clears throat> uh, we're talking about a receiver from Clemson, Justin Ross. He has a medical operative <laughs> disorder in the spine where if he gets hit wrong, he may get paralyzed and or he may die. I mean, I guess I get that. But at the same time, Ryan Chazier. Didn't have that, and it happened. Like, I'm not saying it to be a dick, but it's just like, you're fucking playing football. That can happen to anybody at any given yeah, time. Like, that, right. to me, that's a dumb reason. If you're going to pass on a player, that's a dumb reason to do it. Because that can happen literally to anybody. Right. Well, well if the percentage is, hey, this is a high-contact area, and he's definitely going to get hit here. But he's played all this time. But he's played his whole life, and it hasn't happened. So like you're you're gonna be like like that the percentages have dramatically gone down at that point because yeah it's like oh if he gets hit here he could get paralyzed he could be whatever but at the same time he's played football since he was probably six and it hasn't happened so you're looking at almost you know you look fifteen to sixteen years of it not happening the percentages drastically go down from there it, uh, what I guess. Well, no, it's statistics. It's not a guess. It's real, Matt. Yeah, right? You should have fucking paid attention to math class. <laughs> but I don't know, to me, that if you're not gonna, if you're not drafting him in like the sixth or seventh round because of that reason, that's a dumb reason not to draft him, in my opinion. That would be a dumb reason. I think what a lot of teams did is, I think a lot of teams when it came to him when he got to the sixth and seventh round, I think a lot of teams were just like, he'll probably just be there. I'm gonna go for something else that might not be there. And then I'll take my chances on him in undrafted free agency. Because, I mean, most of the guys who draft in the sixth, seventh round probably aren't going to make the team anyway. 
essentially what they are is priority free agents. Yeah. Player. What? Most of those sixth or seventh round guys are just special team players. Yeah. If they make the team. Yeah. The only time someone that's drafted in like the sixth or seventh round that's like more or less guaranteed to make the team is if it's a punter or a kicker. Yeah. Because if fucking Tom Brady. Or a long snapper. Well, that would be special teams. True. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's always nice when you do it. Makes me feel better. But he could play center. He could play center. He could play center one day. Imagine having that job in life. What What's do you do? The center? Snap the football along for my for my franchise. And Patrick Scales did it for like 12 years for the Bears. That was literally his only job. He was a backup guard. That was just He was just a long snapper for Robbie Gould. Fun fact, if you can uh, find it on YouTube, Bill Belichick gives an entire history behind the reason of keeping the position of long snapper on the roster. I mean, it's one of those things. It's the same, it's the same type of deal, though. You see it like, like it's a, that's something that's always surprised me is why hasn't the NFL adapted, like it, gone back to the way it used to be? Why does every NFL team not have three or four players on their roster that can play multiple positions? That baffles me. Again, Bill does explain that in the no, but like, but the, the long snap. But that's the thing is like. I'm fine with an NFL organization having a long snapper on their roster that's only designated for long snapper because it's a very specific position that if you're not if you don't have someone that's good at it will cost your team a lot of wins. Yeah, if they, if they cares. if they can't snap the ball correctly for field goals and extra points, it's going to cost your team games. So I'm fine with that. But like your 52nd guy on your roster. Why are there not more guys like, like why are not teams more aggressive at being like, hey, we want you to be able to step in at both corner and receiver, maybe safety if we need it. Like it's all just specialized people. Yeah. That's all it is. It's all specialized people. The only fluctuations you see is like you 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 see offensive line and defensive line like interchangeability. Yeah. And then occasionally you'll see like a cornerback safety interchangeability. But like that's even very rare. But like, if you're the fifty third guy on the team and you're on there because you're just you're you're fast for your size and you're a good tackler, but like you can't put all the pieces together, so you're on there to be a special teamser, like. But in your defensive guy, like, why can't you? Why why would the NFL? Why why would your organization not train you in being like, hey, this is what we do in these situations for edge rushing, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, and then they can plug them literally everywhere. Yeah. I don't know why more teams like. Obviously, that's not something like I know. I, you know, like I know the cop out answer is always, "Oh, it's easier said than done." Like I'm not looking for somebody that's going to be, you know, like your fucking local high school star athlete that was all state and quarterback, linebacker, corner, and receiver. I'm talking like, but just like a, a, an everyday fill in the gaps guy, not even like a Cordero Patterson, like even lesser quality than that. The but odd just man that out can, guy should be able, but to that do can this. fit multiple holes. I don't know why more teams don't have two guys on their roster that can. Be plugged into any position to play. Right. Yeah, to just be adequate. Right. Like, I get it. Like, you can't have a guy, like, you know, I know there's, there's like, rules against it where, like, you're not, like, you can't, like, you can have a guy, but you can't. It's weird. Like, I remember reading about it. Like, you can have, like, J.J. Watt would come in and play def- uh, tight end snaps. Or, like, Vrabel would do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, that. But, like you, like, you can't have, like, a corner line up as a receiver. But, like, in certain circumstances, you can. It doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it isn't like you're a football player, you know. Also and- baffles me why more people in the history of the sport haven't learned how to just be good punters and kickers. <laughs> I mean, I get it if you go down. Like, you know, the other one is kind of the fail-safe for the other right. one. If your kicker goes down, your punter can be your emergency kicker and whatever. But, like... Right, it's always, like, a big pass. Given the like, opportunity, if you could just have one guy who's pretty good at both, you would just do that. Right. I always love when that happens. Like, you know, the, the punter gets to the kicker. It's like, oh, man, what are we going to do? You yeah. hear the commentator's like, well... I mean, my, favorite, my favorite thing of all time is when you have the punter slash kickoff guy, yeah. and then you just have a field goal kicker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Vinatieri I'm, was at the end of his career. He just kicked extra points of field goals because... Yep. McAfee did all the kickoffs. Yeah. It was just very funny to me. It's like, what are we even doing here? What's the point? Yeah, it's like, I still done a lot. Well, it's got dark. Yeah. It got real dark real fast. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it just seems like football's the only, sp- football has by far the largest roster of any sport at all. I mean, I don't think there's any sport that has a bigger roster in the world than football. For your players to be, oh, I can only do this. Yeah, to, to have all to have all 53 of your guys be like, I'm good at one thing. One one thing. Or one position. I'm good at one position. You know, like, you, like in the NBA, like, yeah, like the majority of your starters are really good at, like, one thing. You know, you have a shooter, you have a rebounder, whatever. But then you have, like, the guy, like, the six, seven, eight guy, like, those guys, like, he's this guy's really good at... You know, spacing the floor, playing perimeter defense. You know, he's not great at any of it. That's why he's coming off the bench. But he's good at all of it. Same thing with like you see it in hockey. Like this guy comes in and he's like he's really he's got real great breakaway speed. He's very good at agitating defenders when they're on the the offensive third of the ice. And he's a good you know he plays pretty good. He's got good stick handling on the defensive side of it. He's not great at any of those things. That's why he's a third liner forward. But he's decent enough at all of them. You know, but football is just like, I make tackles. Right. I'm the fifth guy in line to make tackles, and I will only make tackles. And the reasoning, it shouldn't be this way. And, like, so I get the roster is smaller, and, like, if you play basketball, there's only five positions. So, like, oh, hey, this person's out, so I can play this position. But if you're an offensive lineman, you should be able to be adaptable at any of those any of those spots. If you're a tackle, you should be able to play guard, vice versa, blah, blah. Defensive line, same deal. I don't expect uh, the safety to be like, hey, we need you to go on the defensive line and be and ball out. I, I, I don't expect that. But there's a basic understanding. If push comes oh, to shove, like, right. come on. No, I, right. I mean, it's like, especially like the defensive lines, it's just, hey. You're going forward. Yeah, <laughs> go get the quarterback. Like, if you're in that position, you're just, I don't, I don't know what all the plays are. Go straight. Get them. There you go. You know, because if you're down to, like, your fifth string defensive end in a game, you're probably not running a lot of stunt plays anyway at that point. <laughs> it just, it, it baffles me how, like, like caveman-oriented football positions are. And it's like, and they treat because it's like, the NFL, especially now, has gotten into a point where it's no longer, it, it, it's, it's always been, you know, 22 starters, but it's you know, it, it for a long time it was kind of thought you it was you had quarterbacks, running backs, you had receivers and tight ends, but they were just receivers, or they were just it was like like a, it was either like a tight end was either a third receiver or a f- sixth offensive lineman, you know what I mean? 
Like, it wasn't this fucking hybrid shit where it's like, oh, you're going to block on this play, you're going to run a stunt thing on this, we're going to hand you the ball, do double end around, fake clap back, happy 49, 65, 45 chicken nugget, happy meal hike. I'm not going to do any of that shit. And same thing like, like, now on the defensive side of the ball, it's, not, it's, it's no longer defensive line, linebacker, secondary. No, God, no. It's corners, slot corners, nickel corners, quarter corners, strong safeties, free safeties, blitzing safeties, inside linebackers, outside linebackers, three-point linebackers, roaming linebackers. We have edge rushers. We have pass rushers. We have interior defensive linemen. We have defensive tackles. We have nose tackles. We have defensive pass rushers on the inside of the defensive line. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's go get the ball or stop the guy that's running from getting the ball. That's what it boils down to. But they've made it. We've talked about it before. Sports has become so analytical that it's degrading the game. And it's not just football. It's all sports. Right. Baseball suffers f- suffers from it, too, in a major way. Baseball is so analytical. You know, all these sports. Oh, everything s- is. They're everything so is analytical now that it's just ruining the game. And so many, like, I-, I couldn't imagine how many of these guys that are going undrafted every year in all of these sports would be the next big thing. But because a Excel spreadsheet says they're not, they're not. You know it's ba- it's baffling to me because you, we get it all the time. We see it all the time in sports. How many how many NFL players end up having Hall of Fame careers but don't start having that Hall of Fame career until they're twenty eight years old? They they're in the league for four or five years, but they don't start balling out until later. We see it all the time, and so it's the same concept. Like somebody who was above average in college doesn't mean they're above average forever, but the Excel spreadsheet says they will be. And that's what we live off of is the Excel spreadsheet. And that's why, especially now with like, you know, and this isn't a shot, but like the Sean McVeigh's of the world, the Billy Beans of the world, it's it's less about gut instinct and it's more about results. And results, I know, are what eventually win you the game, but gut instinct plays a big part in it too. Yeah. You know, you I mean, you saw it like that, that Oakland Athletics team. The guy that they had playing for, I don't remember what his name is. I just remember that fucking, what Star-Lord there played him in the movie. Um, the, guy had never, the guy had never played first base before in his, in his baseball career. Yep. But he had a gut instinct, like, seeing what he does with his glove, this and that. We can make him that. With hard work and the gut instinct of that he could be decent at it. And it works. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of coaches don't go off that gut instinct anymore. A lot of, co- especially every year we see the next new wave of coaches come in across all four sports where it's like younger guys, especially like, like, you know, like, and it's, it's the thing too is, is like, it, it's funny where it's like, there's always been the question, like successful players usually don't make good head coaches. Unsuccessful ones do, you know, like Sean McVay was a whatever athlete, but he makes a good head coach. Whereas Mike Singletary was an all time great linebacker, terrible head coach. You know, you see that type of thing. You know, it's very rare that you kind of get both. Like, you know, people are like, oh, like Steve Kerr. It's like, if Steve Kerr hadn't played with Michael Jordan, he wouldn't have championships. Like, Steve Kerr was an average player. That just he, he, had, he made a good three-point shot. And he inherited a very good Mark Jackson team. He's a good head coach, but it's not like, you know, he's not Greg Popovich. You know, and it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Like, the NFL is just very odd the way that things work. You know, it's like, how often do you see an NFL head coach come in that hasn't played football at some point? Not very often. Nothing really comes to mind. Basketball, you see it all the time. And some of the, I mean, like, I, I, I'm curious to see. I'm going to look it up now because I've never looked it up. I wonder if Greg Popovich ever played basketball. I mean, I, I, know, he I know he played Jackson basketball. Did. Phil Jackson. Well, Phil Jackson was a collegiate all-star. 
Bill Jackson also won a couple championships. Pat Riley played a little bit, but he was trash in the NBA. <laughs> it's tough, though. I mean, there there is a way to do it. And I think there's been times we've seen it where, you know, the, the trusting the gut of, you know, being a coach and, and, and knowing certain situations and having to play this guy and, and using the analytical stuff from the, the eggheads comes into play. Uh, but it, it can't be one or the other. And, you know, the, the modern era of sports is kind of number driven in, in a certain way. But it can't, it can't be the only way. And we, we've seen it. We've seen it, and I, I don't, I don't know if there'll be a time. And maybe it's already happened, but no one's ever come out and said, "Oh, we won the Super Bowl, or we won, you know, the NBA championship because we did X, Y, and Z." And you hear that, "Oh, well, we knew the numbers worked in favor of this guy, and we trusted our guy." It it doesn't come out because it's 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 not cut and dry, right? Well, like I said, it's just every there's there's not a lot of gut instinct left anymore. Now it's all just what the numbers say. You should run this play in this situation because this is what the numbers say. And it's just to me, it's just funny because it's like we we had you know before like when, when would you say like the analytic era started about three years ago, three four years ago, like the uh, he- yeah. heavy analytic like the twenty eighteen early like yeah. at the earliest right. I could I could agree with that. I mean I it's mean. it's been it's been trending that way for a while, but like it's become heavily. So like let's just say like twenty seventeen. We'll go five years ago. Yeah, twenty seventeen. So that was what? What Super Bowl did we just have? Super Bowl number what? 54. 54? Okay, so Super Bowl 49 was the start of the analytic era. It means there were 48 other Super Bowl champions that all went off gut instinct. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that that didn't just rely on numbers to win a Super Bowl. And, some, and somebody won it. Yeah. 53. Whatever. But I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, like a perfect example of what can happen when you don't go off of analytics Versus going off your gut instinct. Oh, we lost Kyle. Kyle just decided he was done. <laughs> oh, he's back. But, like, look at the John Madden Raiders teams. You go off analytics, those teams are terrible. Yeah. It's just, it's it's going to be very back interesting, to- like, because we're, we're in an, like, it seems like where we are in sports now, we always talk about how sports always change, you know? But we're in a spot now where every sport is in a position that it's never been in before. You know, like the where running backs are just wasted trash. I, I mean, the best running back in in, in NFL. I mean, what Jonathan Taylor is that who you you know make the oh, argument the last for? year? Yeah, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor will not be the best running back in the NFL in two years. Versus, you go back ten years ago, like the same five guys were in consideration for a decade straight. Because they were featured parts of the offense. Running backs are no longer featured parts of the offense. Even if they can catch the ball, they're still not featured parts of the offense. And they interchange them so much. They don't rely on one guy. Now it's just passing. It's quarterbacks. It's not even receivers anymore. Because you look at, like, every year we go into it, and it's like you have, the, you have that handful of sure thing receivers. But, like, like I wouldn't even consider, like, I know we talked about the, there was a suspension and stuff. But like, I don't consider DeAndre Hopkins, like, a top five sure thing receiver. He's a top five talent receiver, but I don't think he's a top five sure thing receiver. It's fun digs. I don't think he's that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, because everybody, we pass so much. It's like football's at this point now where it's just passing, passing, passing. Baseball's it's just, it's just swings and misses and home runs. Strikeouts and home runs are the only stats that matter in baseball anymore. And and all this stuff. And it's like, we're in like all this uncharted territory. It's, it's curious. Like, do you think it will ever change? 
Like, do you think we're going to mold back to a, a time at some point where the running game is the prevalent thing in NFL offenses again? I think that you'll see that, but I don't know that you'll see um, the idea of a running back that lasts 10 years again. I don't think that that's ever coming back, but I do think it trends back towards the running game. Because uh, it, it shows every year that the like your running game is more important than your passing game. If the mm-hmm. Chiefs had a strong running game, they would have stood a cha- still stood a chance against the Bucks in that Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. they didn't have a running game. So Patrick Mahomes was laid out every chance that he yep. every chance the Bucks got. Like the running game is still important. And coaches forget about that. But I mean, there's there's nothing, there's no like evidence to argue that we're going to ever we're ever going to step away from high heat fastballs and home runs. You're seeing less and less pitchers coming starting pitchers coming to the mound to start a game with more than three pitches in their arsenal you know like you see a pitcher comes in and he goes he can throw a four seam a two seam a slider and a curveball but he throws his four seam 88 percent of the time and a slider 14 or 10 percent of the time still two pitches are just there he just has them to have him. he sprinkles one in that's i mean that's not his arsenal i mean any starting pitcher can throw a curveball whether it's effective or not is different, but they can throw a curveball. You don't get to the major leagues as, as a pitcher not knowing how to throw a curveball. Again, I'm sure there's some anomalies out there, but right, you know what I mean. But in, like in the grand scheme of things, right? You and you learn how to throw a curveball at some point, and so it's just like it's weird. Like the NFL is the same type of way. I don't know that I don't know if the NFL will ever go back to being a run heavy offense ever again. I don't know so if it will because it's not sexy. There it's, is uh, evidence to support that it will, but. What? That's all a fair point. But what evidence? There's a documentary, uh, I think it's an ESPN one, um, that talks about uh, through the ages how NFL has transitioned, swinging back and forth. Granted, we've never had this heavy of a swing towards passing offense, but the idea is that everybody's going to go much lighter and more agile on your big hitters, and that'll free up. Uh, to make bruising running backs work. Uh, the argument against that is pretty much everybody has learned how to hit hard now. So, Well, my, my counter-argument against that is that that's not going to happen because you don't stand, you don't have a, a, a fire in the fight on any level of a football program if you don't know how to effectively catch the ball as a running back. There is no, there's no football program on earth right now where if you are a running back who can't catch the ball, you're considered valuable. I'd agree with that. We just had our first draft where there weren't any wide re- or any running backs taken ever in the history of draft. Because it's the most replaceable position in football. So are receivers, though. Right. It's almost shocking. Running backs, but yes. They are just as replaceable as running backs. They they 1,000% are just as replaceable as running backs because... So, let me correct myself then. Running backs have a much shorter shelf life than a wide receiver does. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, I agree with Mark. Maybe. Like that. Because when you're a running back, you're not... You're, you're quote-unquote not sharing the load as much. Like, so that wears and tears on your body, but it also improves your stats and makes you more valuable. A wide receiver, very rarely are you – I mean, look at it. I mean, name, name – you know, you could probably name 10 wide receivers in the NFL that are like 
guaranteed super real deal threats 17 games out of the year. Every team has six. Percentages are not in their favor. Yeah, that's fair. No teams, no team comes into an NFL game with just a, a wide receiver one. Many teams come in with an RB one. I guess I should have clarified more. I more meant like your number one is more replaceable as a uh, running back than it is as a number one wide receiver. And and the reason why I say a number one is more replaceable is because uh, there are plenty of teams that would love to keep a number one receiver for 10 years. I don't think we've seen any running back sign a second deal in the last 10 years that has actually saved that team. Yeah, but then again, on the flip side of it, the argument will always be made, how good is the wide receiver? That's fair. Absolutely a good question. I don't get I don't I don't give a shit if Tom Brady or fucking Christian Ponder is handing the football off to me. Whatever I do after they give it to me is entirely on me. I mean my blocking helps, yes. But it's me. You know, like but a quarterback who your offensive line. It's my offensive line, but you know, but my off but like missing the tackles and all that stuff, that's all me. Yeah. The wide receiver, it's just as much the quarterback as it is the receiver. That, and that's fair. I still think that you see plenty of receivers, though, that do great without uh, a star quarterback. And again, I'm not saying that wide receiver isn't a replaceable position. I'm just saying that I think running backs are more easily replaced. You can find number one running backs in the third, fourth, fifth round because people don't value them that much. Wide receivers, on the other hand, people claw tooth and nail to try and get that guy. Look at the draft we just had. And then Antonio Brown and Stephon Diggs show up. I again, that doesn't count because Steelers draft anybody; they're automatically going to be a star. Um, but I mean, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, I, you know, four four hundred different Seahawks receivers. As I'm saying, like, it, it's they're, they're they're I think they're equally as replaceable, really, because the other thing too is is like, you don't need a you don't need a good receiver if you have four average ones. Four average ones to me would be is just as good as one good one and three bad ones. Look at Tom Brady. Look at the Patriots. I mean, that's disingenuous argument you're talking about. But it's not right? though. It, it, but 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 it's not there. though. It is though. It's not a disingenuous argument because you like Okay, so you're telling me that those receivers would have done the exact same if they had I don't fucking know. You said Christian Ponder earlier. But none you're of those receivers the- did anything impeccable. Right, but they caught the balls because they were handed to them good. Those receivers wouldn't have even been remembered if Brady wasn't throwing the ball. Hence how replaceable all of them were over 18 years. But how many running backs have they gone through? They've gone through more running backs than they've gone through receivers. I don't think that's true. I'd be willing to argue that one. I bet you they've had more wide receiver ones in 18 years than they've had running back ones. I'll check on that. I'd be willing to argue that one. More wide receiver ones than RB ones? Keep in mind, that's barring injuries. Having an RB1 because a guy got injured isn't the same as cutting a guy because you can replace him. Okay, that's fair. Or moving him up and down the chain. But even still, you look at it all the time with, I mean, look at it this year. Okay, so you look at it this year. What's the fucking kid that balled out in Miami? Which one? The Dylan Waddle? 
Okay, Jalen Waddle replaced Devontae Parker like that. Like that. Devontae Parker was a commodity in the NFL two years ago. Devontae Parker was always considered to be better than he was because he played with lesser talent at the quarterback position. Devontae Parker immediately took a backseat to a new guy. How many running backs have Miami had in that time? But it, how many receivers have they had? But you're talking about the number one. I'm talking about the number one. I'm not talking about receiver two, three, and four. But they were number one. But they were, but they replaced the number one receiver. Right. Immediately. In in the entire reign of Devontae Adams, how many starting running backs have changed? But the point is, no, there is no point. We were okay. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. You're right. I'm wrong because you just told me that I don't get to have a point. So you're right. I'm wrong. We'll do the beer reviews. Kendall, how was your, uh, how was your trogues? I was actually very impressed. Um, so this is the Double Blizzard. Uh, it's a 8.3% ABV um, IPA. Uh, I didn't have, like, I like it. We haven't done, like, the full book review in a while, but uh, the hazy <coughs> gold would be the color. I kind of took a look down. It kind of has that definition. Um, hops included were El Dorado, Chinook, Galaxy, and Centennial. Uh, I, I enjoy this more than I, I was expecting to. Um, basically, I, I guess the, the perception is, oh, look, we made a, you know, a, a winter IPA, if that makes any sense. Uh, but I I would drink this all year. Um, it, you it, had a few there, right? I'm sorry? You had a few there, huh? No, I only had the two. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to provide a a, a good uh, review, which I, I can't really articulate ever because I'm a moron. Um, but I, I would highly recommend this. I was very surprised. Uh, I've had some trogues in the past, which I've kind of given kind of meh reviews. Uh, this may be a favorite of mine. I, I give this, I'll go 4.4 out of 5, would get again. Next. Budweiser is the king of beers for a reason. <laughs> Next. I started out with the Onda Tequila Mixer. It was nothing special. I would give it a two. He handed it to me at the bush party. I would drink a hundred of them, but they're not anything I'm going out of my way to get. Uh, and I never ended up having the other, so I was just drinking the bottle the rest of the time. Tolls? The OJ would adequate. It's like too citrusy, if that makes sense. It, was, it didn't have a, a beer taste. It was just more like a juice. But I gave it a 2.7 out of 5. Uh, I had the hazy beer hug and the secret beer hug. I reviewed <clears throat> them both last week. You want to review, go get a download. There you go. Uh, social medias, mock. Yes, be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter at GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. I got nothing for it. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And what's good on PPRN's lineup this week? Uh, Corey Rama, Sun is at 2. Uh, the Peter Pino Show, Wednesdays at 
Uh, it's the Boo Show. Have some life. Make so, have some life in it. You're so monotone. It's the Boo Show. Thursdays at 7. Uh, getting sports with drunk. That's our show. That's our show. We're doing oh, it now. <laughs> uh, Mondays. Uh, every other Saturday is Mixtape Saturday. We're just coming off of a, a big lineup. They just added another DJ to the, the fold. So stay tuned for the lineup. Anytime there's not a show on, there's live music. So there's never a shortage of entertainment, so stay tuned. Plenty of good stuff. Tune in. I don't know what's happening next week. We're kind of on a TBD week by week at this point. Um, so something. Something will happen, and you'll right. listen to it. Right. Um, until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen washable. Sometimes. I'm the Houdini Souls. The Mass Effect. And the Red of a Red Baron. Little like it. Yeah.